All season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Not only is it a sweep, it is a winning homestand. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. The Brewers gave your mom exactly what she wanted. A 9-6 victory over the Royals. That makes it a sweep, and the Brewers will have a happy flight down to St. Louis this evening. I'm Dominic Catronio, joined by Jerry Augustine here on the program. Augie, this is one of those games that, look, you know you're a better team than the Royals. We've talked about that all weekend long. But sometimes proving it is harder to do, and they got punched in the mouth in those first three innings. And, I mean, to see a response first and foremost was nice in that bottom of the third, but a seven-run inning, it felt like a lot of stress was being relieved by that seven-run inning for what the Brewers have dealt with the last two weeks. Well, I, you know what? You go into this this series, and I thought this Brewers, the one thing they came in was we talked about the going in that the Kansas City pitching staff has really been struggling. You look at where they are with their starting rotation of bullpen, one of the lowest in all of Major League Baseball. It's where they're really struggling, and you know, you look at what you have to do, and right from the beginning, starting on, on Friday night, they, they set the tone right away, and that's what you have to do. When you get in a series, you, got, you want to beat somebody, you have to, get, you have to go out and you have to score runs. But I really like today what they did. Right away, they, uh, Kansas City scored. They came back and scored that run in the first inning. Then Kansas City added a few runs, but that third inning, being patient with Lyles, Lyles was pitching and getting behind hitters, he walked three guys, and he, they took advantage of it. When you get a team that's struggling down, you got to take advantage. And I thought the Brewers did an excellent job of that today. It all started with an eight-pitch walk to Tyrone Taylor. Then Joey Weimer draws a five-pitch walk to set the stage for Christian Yelich hitting the RBI single. But, I mean, Yelich is once again for the second straight day a major part of the storyline. He hits another leadoff home run. It's already his third of the year. What jumps out to me, again, we talked about this yesterday, but the fact that these are homers that are launched. These are moonshots. These are, dare I say, 2019-esque Christian Yelich home runs. This is, I mean, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse because it's just two games. But what we've seen generally here in the month of May for Christian Yelich, I'm not saying he's 2019 Yelly, but we're seeing a very productive leadoff hitter showing up now that he's in the groove of the scene, playing season, virtually playing every single day, and an absolute no-doubt leadoff shot to set the tone for the offense that I'm here, I am controlling this day. I, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm trying to stay calm, cool, and collected at the same time, knowing it's a long season, right? It is, but, you know, you, you talk about Christian Yellich, and a lot of people question, you know, where you got here, you signed to a long-term contract to be a guy who hits in that third or fourth slot and drives in runs and hits home runs and do these things. But he showed his value, and that goes with the versatility he has. And, uh, you know, his approach this year has been so good. I like what he does when he takes the ball the opposite way. Today off of Lyles, he got that changeup down and in. That sometimes is a pitch he'd roll it over right to the second baseman or first baseman, but he's able to get it through the hole and then, you know, the, get the big launch home run. These are uh, types of swings. That, like you said, we're seeing from when he was healthy back in 2019, and you got to like that because, you know, you get him on a roll. He's so important to this ball club to get on a roll and be that leader in that offensive side. And he's starting to show that, and now you see Craig Council 
shifting him around a bit off the leadoff spot. You'll hit him in that third or fourth slot, and he's really proving that, you know, he's getting better better swings on the ball and he's being patient at the plate, and he makes things happen, and that's what you want Christian Yelich to do. And for Yelly, despite all of this talk about his offense, things of that nature, the, the legs have never left him. He's always been one of the best base runners in baseball. And with the new rules, he's taking advantage with more stolen bases. He had his eighth of the year. And it turned into, you know, we talk about a Little League home run being errors, being a ball in play. That was a Little League stolen base where he just didn't stop running. (laughs) The Royals kept making mistakes. And it seemed like today, every single mistake that the Royals made, the Brewers were able to take advantage of. And little things add up. And that's when it feels like everything's against you in a losing streak. And now that you're on a little bit of a mini winning streak, you can take momentum like this, taking advantage of mistakes, into a big divisional rival series with the Cardinals this week. I think it's so important. And, you know, you take a team like, like the Brewers, you force teams to make mistakes. And I think that's what you have to look at with the way they've been running the bases. You know, Christian Yelich reminds me so much of Robin and Pauly. Uh, you watch those guys on base and – they get a ball in the gap, and it was a pleasure to watch them go from home to second or home to third or first to third or second to home. And, and Yelly's got those is that way also. He's a great base runner. Uh, he knows what to do. He's smart. And uh, that part this year when you can add the speed on the bases that the Brewers do have, that extra, those extra guys that can steal bases and make things happen, you're going to force other teams to make mistakes. And throughout the season, that's really going to help this offense. All right, we're just getting rolling with Augie. I'm Dom. This is Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. It's Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. If you want to join in, 855-616-1620, again, 855 855- 616-1620. One more time. 855-616-1620. More to come in a moment on Brewers Extra Innings. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. A one. Runner goes. It's high throw through. Yelich is safe. The ball goes into center. Here comes Weimer to score. Is Yelich scampering to third? And he's there. Now the ball gets away. Yelich is streaking home. He is in. The game is tied as Yelich with a mad dash to the plate. Get him a cup of water. He needed more than that. He put his arms out like, you know, gladiator style. You're not entertained. That was awesome from Christian Yelich. It's good to see. It, this team is more fun when it's winning with Yelich. Not that it's not fun when it's when it's winning without Yelly. Uh, I remember I tweeted it about a month ago when everyone was freaking out about him having a slow start. And it was like, I'm like, look, we're in April, man. Don't freak out. And also, there's another side of that coin. We're in May. There's going to be an adjustment against him. They're going to figure out what to do, how to try to get him out, things of that nature. This is the ebbs and flows of a season. And I will stand by this statement I said at the beginning of the year. Two things here. Number one, if you are watching every single at-bat like it's life or death with Christian Yelich, you are going to drive yourself crazy. Number two, Christian Yelich can provide for this team by having a 350 on-base percentage, you know, 25 doubles, and 20 stolen bases. Whatever number of home runs he hits, that will be a bonus. He is not looked to for power 
on this team anymore. If he's doing this as a leadoff hitter, there is plenty to be excited about for what the future is coming. We're now 40 games in. We're essentially a quarter of the way through the season. And Yelich has got seven homers. Now, if you want to extrapolate and get excited, you know, that's a 28-homer season, which would be a welcome addition at the top of your order. I'm not saying I'm going to expect that, given he's only had, you know, 11 and 10 homers the last couple of seasons. But for Yelly to see a couple of moonshots like he just had, he's going to face better pitching this week. He's going to face a few more lefties. He's going to face the race. He's going to see a bunch of bullpen arms. Let's let the dude play ball. Just let the dude play ball, and let's add them all up at the end of the year and see where it takes the Brewers. Cool? Cool. Uh, a couple of texts that have rolled in here. We'll get to those in a moment. But Doug has been standing by on the line, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Doug and Baraboo, but I know you made the drive down, Doug. Thanks for joining us on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, thank you, Dom. Uh, sorry, Miss Doggy. It was good to hear him say, uh, yeah, we enjoyed the game today and uh, we're enjoying the season. Uh, I would just watch it. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but uh, the last out of the fifth inning, there was an infield uh, pop-up, and uh, Rowdy was calling it all the way, and then uh, uh, the rookie, uh, you know, Terang uh, kind of took over and stepped in and, 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 and took it. And, and, and not a big deal, but I'm watching him run off the field, and, and Terang's kind of tapping Rowdy on the back, and Rowdy's just kind of ignoring him. And then Rowdy gets in the dugout, and he's got his hat off, and uh, Terang says something to him, and Rowdy just keeps walking back to the uh, the bat box, you know. And I don't, I don't. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know if, if that's kind of a, you know, a rookie uh, versus a, a a longtime pro, and uh, that maybe he shouldn't have done that. But you know, you can tell me. But maybe I'm really reading too much into it. But it was fun anyway. <laughs> I'll say, Doug, I think you're reading too much into it, knowing Rowdy and knowing Bryce. And uh, you remember in spring training when uh, Rowdy Telez fielded a grounder, or uh, yeah, fielded a grounder and flipped it to Corbin Burns covering first base. And Corbin, instead of tossing it to Rowdy, he just dropped the baseball in front of him. This clubhouse loves to mess with Rowdy because he's the one that messes with the clubhouse, right? He's the bear of the clubhouse, if you will. Like you poke the bear, you're gonna get the claws, kind of guy. He's the biggest trash talker. He's the guy that's always making quips and jokes. So I think Terang was trying to give him a little bit of the return of the favor. That's a sign of a fun clubhouse and guys that are playing loose, playing fun. Uh, they've had a couple of run-ins down the right field line where like Bryce is trying to call off Rowdy, but Rowdy's just the bigger dude, so he can't give him a chance to get it. Uh, I think there's a great relationship there. Don't worry about that at all. Those guys are absolutely uh, peas and carrots on the right side. Of the infield. But Doug, thanks for the call here on Brewers Extra Innings. A couple of texts in here as well. 855 616 1620. This series is what the Brewers needed in every way. Props to Ray and Lauer for their work today and Yelich being the spark in the third frame. Let the Mother's Day lore continue to grow. And on that note, Josh, thanks for the text. Another texter, I presume that the Brewers still are the team with the most wins on Mother's Day games, both home and away. That is correct. The Brewers are now 35 and 21 on Mother's Day. 35 wins on Mother's Day, the most in all of baseball. That's a fun little nugget, right? I mean, there's something about Mother's Day that the Brewers just always have something going on, right? The Bill Hall walk-off, Manny Pena walk-off, Freddie Peralta's debut. There's just something fun seems to happen every year on Mother's Day. And today, it was a seven-run inning in the Christian Yelich mad dash around the bases. So a lot of fun there with that one. Also, 
Another text coming in talking about Luke Voigt. We'll do a little lineup segment in the next uh, segment, but right now I want to talk about our difference-making moment of the game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management, they're different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning, customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. Looking at this box score, look, it'd be easy to just pick anything that happened in that third inning, the three-run homer from Terang, the big dash by Christian Yelich and everything like that. But I'm going to go with maybe an inauspicious play that you may not expect from this one. I'm going to go in that third inning. The fact that Owen Miller hits another opposite field shot, this one a double off the wall to restart the rally, right? Now, when Yelich scored on the mad dash, he cleared the bases, and Jesse Winker then drew a walk after that to keep the rally going. But Adamas would line out for the first out of the inning, Telez would poke a single through the right side to put runners on first and second. You know, you're you're in a hitter's count now for Miller, 3-1. and one, And the fact that he smoked one the opposite field for a double off the wall over MJ Melendez's head said they were not done with that inning. And that would give them, at the time, the lead 5-4 to four, and set the stage for Bryce Terang to blow it open with a three-run homer, his third of the season and his first in two weeks since the great swing he had against Seattle. That's my difference-making moment of the game. The fact that the Brewers were able to restart the rally after all the chaos on the bases with Christian Yelich at the center of it all. That's my pick. The Brewers now 23-17 and at the 40-game mark this year. The Royals fall to 12-28. and We're going to talk a little bit more uh, roster construction. We're going to talk a little more of first base, Mike Brasso, Luke Voigt, all of that stuff, Keston here as well. We're going to get all of that figured out here. Stay with us on a Mother's Day victory edition, 9-6, to Brewers victorious. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Swing and fly ball out to center. Backing up, warning track wall is Eaton gone! Bryce Terang, a three-run homer. Third home run of the season for Terang, and the Brewers have opened it wide open. Welcome back. Brewers win 9-6. That was the Bryce Terang homer called by Jeff Levering. We're with you till about 5.30 or so this evening. Plenty more to talk about. We'll have Craig Council and some highlights a little bit later on. Let's talk about who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider, and for a limited time, you can save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. That's Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider spelled S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. Who's hot is Owen Miller and Mike Brasso right now. I'm looking at those two guys to circle and lead this into a greater lineup conversation right now. Uh, Owen Miller has now reached base in 16 consecutive games. And a great anecdote from Todd Rosiak, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, just tweeted this downstairs in the clubhouse. Now, last season, Owen Miller hit a home run on Mother's Day when he was with the Cleveland Guardians. He gave that bat to his mom, who was in attendance. Tonight, he asked to borrow that bat again, uses it, extends his on-base streak, hits the double. Now, he has given the bat Back to his mother, since you can't use the pink bats on any days other than Mother's Day. So, 
maybe this is going to be a fun tradition for him moving forward. There's an exchange of the bat every year where he needs to go back and get it back from his mom. Uh, he gets another RBI. He continues to produce. He got promoted up to the five spot in the order today. Uh, Owen Miller has continued to assert himself in the order. The other pick for who's hot is Mike Brasso coming off the bench. I mean, he has barely played as of late. Even with lefties being on the uh, opposing side, Brasso just hasn't really played much. This was only his fourth game he's even appeared in in the month of May, and it's May 14th, right? And furthermore, it's only his fifth, excuse me, sixth plate appearance of the month, and he's ready for the occasion. Facing Amir Garrett, see you later, no excuse, home run to left field. So for who's cold, it would be talking about what's going on with the DH backup first base position right now. I tweeted these numbers at the very end of spring training camp, wondering what would the Brewers consider to do here at the end of camp. So let me just give you these numbers real quick. Since the start of the 2020 season, Okay, so a pretty large sample size. This is only against left-handed pitching. All right? Player A has a 209 batting average against lefties, a 302 weighted on base average. So that's about 20 points less than league average. A 12% walk rate, which is better than league average. A 30% strikeout rate, which is worse than league average. Only nine doubles, but 11 homers. Okay, that's player A. 209, 11 homers, nine doubles. Player B... 268 average, a 50-point difference better in his WOBA, a worse walk rate marginally, virtually the same strikeout rate, but 16 doubles and also 11 homers. I just gave it a blind resume. Player A, player B. Who would you rather have on the team? And I made this poll during spring training, and I got 263 votes on it. 90% of the poll said they wanted player B. Well, player B is Mike Brasso. And player A was Luke Voigt heading into the season. The reason why I brought it up and the reason why I framed it like that is because with Rowdy, you know Rowdy Telez is going to start at least two-thirds, maybe three-quarters of your games at first base. He is your everyday first baseman. So the guy that you want behind him, you know is virtually only going to be playing against left-handed pitching. And you want a guy that you know is going to perform against left-handed pitching. And Luke Voigt, in his career, he knows this, has had reverse splits in his career. But he had all the spring training to make a statement. He earned his way onto this team. He had a great camp. There's the Keston Hero factor as well. The fact that he was out of options certainly factored into this too. But the point is, he knew his job on this team was to A, not play every day, and B, hit against lefties. And that hasn't happened yet. And yet, here you have Mike Brasso only appearing in his fourth game, his sixth plate appearance of the month, and he goes yard against a lefty, Amir Garrett. Is Brasso an elite defensive first baseman? No. But know who's played a lot of first base in his career? Owen Miller. In fact, Owen Miller's played more first base than any infield position in his major league career. I know he came up as a middle infielder, but he's barely played third. He's played more first base. So the thought would be, with Brian Anderson in the fold, You can put him in right field. You could put Tyrone Taylor in center and give Joey Weimer a day off. Or you can put Tyrone Taylor a day off. And you can have Brasso at third. And you can have Miller at first. And there's options that you can do. But with Luke Voigt 
having his struggles right now, this is going to be a very important two weeks till the end of the month for Luke Voigt. I don't know if the Brewers are even thinking about cutting ties with him. I don't. But I see the vitriol, and I see the people saying, oh my god, we got to get rid of Luke Voigt. Like, look, it's still early, but yes, the performance has not been pretty. What I look at right now with this team, when I look at the roster crunch that's imminent here, Luis Arias will be back in less than a month. Okay, he is... is going through his rehab progression right now in Arizona from his hamstring. He gives you another infield versatile player. Owen Miller is versatile. Mike Brasso is versatile. Luke Voigt can only play first base in DH. See what I'm saying there? And the other thing, too, if you want to factor Keston here into this, remember, Keston does not have any options remaining if he were to call back up. So basically, if something doesn't work out, if he starts clumping again, you can't send him back to AAA without at least risking him to go through the waiver wire and somebody having the chance to pluck him away from you. So the thought would be, Keston, you have to know, is going to stick around. And by the way, Keston was placed on the injured list today, so he may or may not be able to even be considered for the time being right now. And also, keep in mind with Keston, the majority of his time in AAA this year has been spent in left field. And he has played a little bit of second, played a little bit of first base, but the majority of it has been left field. So he has been trying to show off his versatility if he's going to come back up to the big leagues at any point this season. I'm not ready to pull the plug on Luke Voigt. I understand a lot of folks have already pulled that plug. I have seen the power firsthand. I know what he can do. He's in the longest stretch of his career without a home run. Over 80 plate appearances worth for him. This is not like Luke. But the point is, if Mike Brasso and Owen Miller keep doing what they're doing, the decision is going to be made for the Brewers when Luis Urias comes back. Because if they keep doing what they're doing, virtually playing the same positions as Weicho, I don't see a scenario where you give up a guy you know, who's hitting the bat well, who's swinging the bat well, for a guy that's only playing part-time and hasn't been performing. So this is going to be an important two weeks till the end of the month here to see if Luke Voigt's going to be sticking around or maybe there'll be other injuries that pop up that you need Luke to stick, but... The urgency is coming here to see performance for him. And the fact that we saw performance from Brasso today, yes, it was just one at-bat, Dom, you're overreacting. I don't think I am because that sends a message saying, look, I don't care that I've barely been playing. I'm going to stay ready the moment my name is called, and boom, he was ready. Even in a blowout at the time, there was no reason to you know, play hard, right? I got in that argument with that guy on Twitter last week saying, oh, they're, they don't, they're garbage time home runs. They don't really count. No, they count. And these at-bats matter. Pay attention to the little things. And that will help you become a more educated baseball fan. Does that make sense? All right. Cool. I just wanted to get on a little soapbox there. We're going to take a quick breather. The news coming here at the top of the hour as well with Finn Askin. I'm going to have Craig Council sound coming up on the other side of the news. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. There's 3-2. Fly ball to left. It is up, it is back, and it is out. Home run Mike Brasso off the bench. 9-4 Milwaukee on another pinch hit homer by Malibu Mike. His fourth career pinch hit home run. Remember, he had the pinch hit grand slam last year against the Mets. That was a fun time. Brewers win this one by a final of 9-6. I'm Dominic Catronio. A couple of texts rolling in here as well. Mike in Sheboygan Falls from the Eric Lauer Mind Space bullpen reset to keeping Owen Miller and his hot bat in at third base for a much-needed Brian Anderson rest. 
to the to the Mike Brasso pinch hit against the lefty. Craig Council is a masterclass as to why he's the winningest manager in Brewers history. You're absolutely right, Mike. It's easy to forget about manager moves when they work, right? Because you just expect them to work. It is also putting his players in as many positions to succeed as possible. And another reminder for all you platoon haters, look, there is an example of the platoon working. Mike Brasso hitting against a lefty. We already discussed the Luke Voigt thing, the guy with reverse splits and things of that nature. But, and again, Council having the field to say, you know what? Owen Miller's hot right now. How am I going to take him out of the lineup even though there's a righty on the mound? Brian Anderson, you've been hot and cold. Right now you're cold right now. Take a day. We'll see you in St. Louis. We'll need you down there. I'm going to put Owen Miller in there at third base. And it was fine. That's trust. That's why these guys buy in so much with Craig Council as their manager. And a reminder, another text here as well, talking about, well, what do you do with Brasso defensively? Well, you got Jesse Winker. I mean, he's going to keep on hitting. He's going to continue to be in this order. I think Jesse is so close to clicking. Talking to him in the clubhouse this week, he is so close to getting things going right now. I mean, he almost went back-to-back with Yelich here today uh, in the first inning. I I think Jesse Winker is about to break out here, y'all. I really do. Now, I may be eating my words, but I also called the Christian Yelich pick-to-click today, so I'm I'm happy I got that one right today as well. Mike in Colorado texting in, looking forward to this week against St. Louis and Tampa Bay. Playing these two teams should provide a true barometer for this Brewers squad at this point in the season. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining in here on the program. Well, enough about me talking. Let's hear from the skipper himself. That's uh, Craig Council. You know, you can talk about how great he's been, but at the at the end of the day, he puts out a lineup card, and they have to perform. He always gives credit to his players. He starts things off by talking about Christian Yelich's day and his mad dash around the bases. Yeah, I mean, a good base running by Yelly and uh, throw gets by him, and it ends up getting us two runs um, instead of, like you said, just getting a guy in scoring position. But ended up definitely being a big play um, and a nice nice aggressiveness by Yelly. What? What have you been seeing from Yelich this entire month? Obviously, his numbers in May have been tremendous. Married what he did in April, what's been the difference? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, we don't we don't know exactly. You know, you guys ask me that all the time. It's it's a baseball season. Um, if we if you know if we had all the answers to those kind of questions, and this would be a different sport. Um, but he's he's swinging the bat well. That's why he, that's why you play guys every single day because they have the ability to do this. Um, and he's found a little nice little stretch here where he's squaring some balls up. The inning was kind of the perfect definition of what Yelly can bring, though, right? I mean, singles that get on base, and then uh, his legs are what get. You know, well, I would, I mean, I would say cumulative in the game. You know, when when you have a player that you know can hit homers, steal bases, um, those are those are. And he's such a smart base runner and good base runner with when he picks his spots. Um, he's been really good stealing bases this year. He's always really good stealing bases. So, um, yeah, just that that you know that threat uh, of both of those things is what makes you a great player. Big uh, effort from Lauer today. What did you see from him out of the bullpen? Yeah, I mean that was a huge game from Lauer for us. I mean, it, um, you know, for him to finish that game um, and kind of the way it started is. Um, you know, a real credit to him. You know, he's throwing in something different today, and I don't think, you know, when he went in the game, we were expecting anything like that. But um, you know, he came out and just was was excellent. 
um, attacked, had um, you know kind of the ball in the air, like you know pop ups, lazy fly balls, and that's that's kind of what he is what he's doing when he's good. Do you think that's a good spot for him too? Just like working with the lead and, and like he said, he just wanted to get back to like competing and not yeah thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you just kind of forget the score and you just go compete. Um, the score makes it a little easier, certainly um, that you you can go on the attack. Um, but you know, in, in general, he j he just he just threw the ball well. You get into those late innings, and you know it's a little more. There's a little more leverage, obviously, with every pitch, and he he still did a great job. So I think he was just out there competing and, and doing a nice job. Owen Miller with that double, I think it's 16 straight games now he's been on base. Um, how much is is he impacting the offense? And you know he's hitting in different spots and, and doing different things for you. How big a key has he been? Yeah, I mean he's he's just swung the bat well. Um, you know, consistent at bats, and um, that you know we're in a stretch where we got to start finding some days off for some guys. That's that's the stretch we're at right now. So Owen's picked up the slack there, then and been played three games this series and, and done a heck of a job. Had a big offensive series. I think it's, uh, four or five extra base hits. So um, big series, and um, you know earned it. Earned it and then some, right? Craig Council's comments after today's 9-6 to victory over the Royals. What I look at with Owen Miller, another guy just waiting for the opportunity to show up, and now folks are realizing, like, wait a minute. He's getting a hit, like, every game. He rarely strikes out. He's using the whole field. Things are going great for Owen Miller right now, and you can tell. I think this dude, I think he's realizing he can stick in the big leagues because last year... It was such a hot start for him with the Guardians. He made the team out of spring training, kind of shocked everybody. He was kind of he was one of the main pieces of the uh, Garrett Clevenger deal back when he was leaving uh, leaving Cleveland to go to San Diego at the time, uh, and made the team with Cleveland in 2022, and came out guns blazing in April. Right, he had an awesome start, a 400 average in the first 16 games of the year. Then he came back down to earth in May and June, returned back to form a little bit in July, but never really got back to full form. He was on the playoff roster, but certainly wasn't the same guy he was in April. But now, here he is, so we'll see how long it lasts right now for, for Owen Miller, but to get off to another good start, to prove that he, hey, I am a big leaguer, I can stick around and prove what I'm worth here in this league. Also showing off... His wheels a little bit more this season. He's already got three stolen bases uh, this season. He only had two all of last year. So getting to show off his, you know, his speed that he's got and hitting 318. He hits another double, an on base over 340. He's rarely going to strike out. He is somebody that the Brewers are excited about. Not just because he's from Wisconsin, but he's helping them win games and he's got serviceable defense. And I don't know much more you can ask. The Brewers are doing a really good job. With all the little things, and when we're asking a guy to perform, most of the guys are doing it. Let's relive the highlights, shall we? That'll come up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free. Guaranteed. The winning team, Hupe, H-U-Y, dot com. Hupe and Abraham. All right, take a quick breather. Highlights coming up next. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. 
No sense in wasting any time to hear get up, get out of here. How about another leadoff shot from Christian Yelich? The 0-1 delivery, a swing and a drive to right and deep and way, way out of here and gone for Christian Yelich. Well, he's back in tune, I'd say. His third homer in the last two games, his fourth for the month of May. That would tie the game at one, thanks to a solo homer in the top half of the first from Salvador Perez. However, the Royals would add some runs. They would get two runs in the second, thanks to a double from Bobby Witt Jr., then another run in the third on a sacrifice fly. That put it at a 4-1 score, heading to the bottom of the third. But, whoa, Boy, did we need to buckle up for that bottom of the third. Back-to-back walks to the 8-9 and nine hitter. Tyrone Taylor and Joey Weimer set the stage for Christian Yelich once again at the plate. Miles kicks and throws. And a ground ball right side base hit. They're going to send Tyrone Taylor. There will be a throw towards the plate all the way through. Not in time. Yelich drives in another run. It's 4-2. to two. All right, Brewers starting to chip away. Still with nobody out. They would have runners on the corners with Jesse Winker at the plate. But before he would get a chance to drive in any runs, they took care of it with their legs. A one. Runner goes. It's high throw through. Yelich is safe. The ball goes into center. Here comes Weimer to score. Is Yelich scampering to third? And he's there. Now the ball gets away. Yelich is streaking home. He is in. The game is tied as Yelich with a mad dash to the plate. Get him a cup of water. Jeff Levering was ready for it all. That would tie the game thanks to a pair of errors. The throw was a good throw from Perez trying to get him in second, but it was missed by Michael Garcia. The shortstop rolls into center, and then there from center field, Eaton threw the ball away toward third base. It kicked off Jason Lane. Then it was no chance to get Yelich to score the tying run. But they would resume another rally, a walk to Winker, a line out by Adamas. Telez would single put runners on first and second to make way for the only guy hitting hotter than Christian Yelich right now, Owen Miller. 3-1. Line drive right field. Back Melendez, still back. It is over his head and off the wall. Extra bases for Owen Miller as Winker comes in to score and the Brewers have the lead. So they take the lead and they would not look back with two outs and two strikes and against new reliever Jose Quas. It was up to Bryce Terang to try to keep the party going. Swing and fly ball out to center. Backing up. Warning track wall is Eaton. Gone! Bryce Terang, a three-run homer. Third home run of the season for Terang. And the Brewers have opened it wide open. His first homer in two weeks since the pinch hit homer he hit in Seattle. Hey, how about for good measure? One more off the bench from Mike Brasso. 3-2. Fly ball to left. It is up. It is back. And it is out. Home run Mike Brasso off the bench. 9-4 Milwaukee on another pinch hit homer by Malibu Mike. And in his first outing since coming out of the bullpen, Eric Lauer turned in himself a gem. He works five and a third innings, only allowed two runs in the ninth. He gets the win well earned for him to get back on track. And the Brewers win this one by a 9-6 final. The vibes are good as they get on the plane and head down to St. Louis. We'll preview that and the upcoming broadcast schedule as we wrap up the program after this. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. I'm on top of the world, eh? I'm on top of the world, eh? 
last couple minutes of the program here. Brewers get the victory. We're a quarter of the way through the season now, y'all. I think after today, it's officially not early, per se. It's like, oh, we're just getting started. No, it's, it's real now. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Now you start to figure out who you are, okay? Guys have accumulated plate appearances. You figured out your regular starting lineup. Hopefully you're getting healthy, which in the case of the Brewers are. Uh, Luis Urias is due back early next month. Hopefully Brandon Woodruff by the end of the first half. I personally wouldn't be shocked if they push it till after the All-Star break. Uh, they haven't committed to a firm timeline on him, just for the record. I'm saying for me, I'm like, I'm fine if you hold him back until after the All-Star break and know that he's going to be okay, as opposed to rushing him back, having to ease things out. No, I, let's let's get him back and ready to go when it will be helpful for the entire team, not just trying to get him back to get him back, right? As long as you've keeping things together right now, and it's not it's not bad, it's not great either. If we see games like this from Eric Lauer, it's encouraging, but let's also be real for a second. Let's look in the mirror. This was against the Kansas City Royals. No disrespect, they're a big league ball club, but they're in a different stage of competitiveness right now than the Brewers are. They're trying to build around their young core. Salvi Perez as their captain till the end of his career. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a superstar. MJ Melendez can hit. He's trying to find a home defensively. Michael Garcia just starting to get his feet underneath him. We saw Freddie Fermin go yard on Friday night. They have some pieces. Vinny Pasquantino was ice cold this week, but he didn't even strike out, right? They have some pieces that can be excited about. They're just not quite ready yet. The Brewers are in a competitive window right now, trying to prove that they can continue this road moving forward. So now this next 40 games leading you till July, let's see what the Brewers are going to do in this in this stretch. I think being 23-17, and 17, I would have taken it at the start of the year, and I'm going to take it right now to context aside. Cool? Awesome. Up ahead this week, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, always fun to play St. Louis. It's going to be interesting given the fact that they're struggling, but they're also playing better. They're on Sunday Night Baseball tonight, by the way, so they'll be getting in late to St. Louis. I bet the Brewers are probably at the airport by now. But uh, looking at the uh, times and starts, we have Brewers extra innings for you after every single game this week. All night games, 645 starts Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Thursday is an off day, but we will have Brewers Weekly for you right here on WTMJ starting at 8 o'clock. It'll be available in Brewers All Access after the fact as well. And then finally, for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be in Tampa Bay. Six, it'll be a 5:40 first pitch on Friday, a 3:10 first pitch on Saturday, and then a 12:40 first pitch on Sunday before the Brew Crew return home for a seven-game homestand with the Astros and the Giants. That should be another tough series. So now it gets a little real, right? You get four consecutive pretty solid teams, and then even after that, five consecutive if you include the Toronto Blue Jays who just swept the Atlanta Braves. So it's not going to get any easier here. Now you're going to start to see what you're made of against these next five straight series. Looking forward to watching it. Looking forward to reacting to it all with you this week on WTMJ. Again, post games every game this week. We've got you covered and a Brewers Weekly coming up on Thursday night. So fired up for that. Tomorrow, Jack Flaherty, and they've made it clear, the Cardinals have, that Wilson Contreras is going to be starting that game behind the plate. So this whole outfield DH experiment, who knows what to make of it. He'll be going up against Freddie Peralta, who has been on fire in his last few starts. 
Really looking forward to that one. I imagine it'll be another reunion for the Contreras brothers. It'll be Williams' first introduction to playing against his brother as a brewer in St. Louis. A little more vitriol probably charged behind this one. But that's going to do it for our program here today. Thank you to everybody who's texted in, who's tweeted in. My thanks as well to Augie for joining us on the program and to Evan Wittalison, our producer. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers win. We'll see you tomorrow night. Until then, keep on swinging.